welcome to Health by Heather Hirsch, a podcast dedicated to uncovering many of the women's health issues many of us are wondering about, but few of us are talking about. My mission is to expose the current gaps in knowledge and care on all things women's health. Enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome back to the show. Today's episode is going to be all about how and when to use progesterone. Now I have done a couple other videos and Instagram lives on this topic, but I still continue to get so many questions about progesterone. So I'm going to go over when you need to use it, how you need to use it, and some myths and misconceptions about progesterone. So if you're interested in that, stick around. A quick word from our sponsor today, which is me. If you haven't heard about my course, The Complete Guide to Menopause, it truly has been a game changer for so many women who have gone through it. It is a nice, deep, comprehensive dive into all things perimenopause and menopause related. If you want to check it out, there's several ways you can do so. You can go to my website, heatherhirschmd.com and look under course, or you can go to Instagram, go to the link in bio and click where it says course. The first lesson is free, so definitely check it out today. All right. As promised, today we're going to get right into things because I can tell I'm very tongue-tied. This is probably because as many of you know, or if you don't know, I had a baby about four weeks ago. My son, who's my third child, was born early at 30 weeks gestation and is doing incredibly. But because of this, mom is not getting a ton of sleep. So I am super excited to release this podcast today, but I want to make sure I can get it out as quickly and efficiently as possible. So again, without further ado, let's start with part one, who needs to take progesterone? Well, you need to take progesterone if you are taking an estrogen and if you have an intact uterus. Now I want to go over why you need to take it if you have an intact uterus. And that's because the main role of progesterone is to protect your uterus from unopposed estrogen. So another way to say this is if you have your uterus, if I gave you estrogen and did not give you a progesterone, you would be at increased risk for uterine cancer. That would make me a very bad doctor. That is the main reason to take progesterone. And I really want to say that again. It is the main reason to take progesterone. So this is why if you don't have your uterus, which means you've had a hysterectomy or the slang term for this is partial hysterectomy. Remember, partial hysterectomy is just a slang term. Full hysterectomy is a slang term. Those are not medical terms, but usually a partial means just your uterus was removed and full means your uterus and your ovaries were removed. In either case, if you've had your uterus removed, you do not need to take a progesterone. So the caveat is, could you take a progesterone? Yes, you absolutely could take a progesterone in the case where you don't actually need one. So for if you've had a hysterectomy and you're taking estrogen only, and what benefit would you get from it? Well, in treating many, many hundreds of women, there's really not a ton of benefits from progesterone to write home about, except for one big one, which is it can be relaxing at bedtime. So for some people can help them fall asleep, not necessarily stay asleep, which seems to be much more problematic than falling asleep for a lot of 
of my patients. A lot of my patients say, I'm so tired by the end of the day, I can fall asleep just fine. But it's then the waking up and the tossing and the turning and not being able to fall back asleep, which is really problematic. But all the good stuff comes from replacing the estrogen. The estrogen is going to decrease the hot flashes. Estrogen is going to decrease the night awakenings and the night sweats. Estrogen is what might help you with your mood, with your metabolism, with your hair, with your skin, with your nails, etc., etc. So the good stuff comes from replacing estrogen. You really only need to take a progesterone to protect an intact uterus if you still have one. So now moving on to how to use progesterone. Well, there is a couple ways that you can use progesterone. The first is orally, and you can use it continuously, or you can use it cycled. And don't worry if you have a question about that, I will come back to it. You can use progesterone in one type of patch that is a combination of estrogen and progesterone. Now there's two kinds on the market that are FDA approved and their names are the Climera Pro patch or the Combi patch. Those both have a progesterone in them and it's FDA approved that it's balanced with the estrogen that's in your patch. The other way you can do progesterone is to have an intrauterine device that releases progesterone. And I'm going to come back to that one as well. Or you can use a vaginal progesterone suppository. And this example here is probably the one that I have the least number of women on just because it's kind of an unpopular method. So going back to how to use progesterone orally. Well, again, remember if you have an intact uterus, we have to pick one of these methods. And notably, what I didn't say is progesterone cream. And that's what I'm going to come to in the last part of this podcast, which is some of the things that you should not do, myths, and things that you should avoid. So hint, that is coming up. So if you're taking the progesterone orally, that's what I recommend a lot of times for women who have trouble falling asleep. We talked about how it can be quite relaxing and it can help you fall asleep. So you can do it nightly. And I always recommend taking progesterone at night because of that sleepy side effect, or you can take it in a cycled manner, which means you take it 12 days of the month. Now you should be using your estrogen every single day, whether your estrogen is in a patch or your estrogen is in a pill or your estrogen is vaginally in the systemic ring. You want to take your estrogen every single day. But the progesterone you need to take for at least 12 days of the month. So because you only need it for 12 days of the month, some of my patients like to do that. They just like less exposure or they do not like the way the progesterone may make them feel. And progesterone can make some women feel drowsy, bloated, or irritable. Not always, but for some women. So if that is you, you certainly could take the progesterone less often by taking it just 12 days of the month. Now, I usually recommend a consecutive 12 days. So I usually just say, let's open the calendar and use it calendar days one through 12, and then hold on it for the rest of the month. Now, some people choose to take it nightly, And this can have a couple of benefits. First, if they're like, oh, I'm sick of looking at the calendar and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm already late or I've forgotten to take it. So they would just rather take it every single night and not have to think about it. Or they like the fact that it helps them sleep and they don't have any side effects from the progesterone. It is not a guarantee that you're going to love or dislike the progesterone. It seems to be 
quite an individual thing and you really won't know until you give it a couple nice trial to see if it bothers you or if you have no side effects from it at all. Now, I also mentioned we could take it in the patch. So if you're taking it in the patch, that has to be either the Chimera Pro patch or the Combi patch. And this is a nice way to not have to think about taking either medication on a daily basis because you're going to pop the patch on and you're going to either change it weekly in the case of the Chimera Pro patch, or you're going to change it twice a week in the case of the Combi patch. Now, there are some benefits and then some disadvantages to this. The benefit is that it's clearly very convenient. You put it on and you're good to go. Now, some people love the idea of that. Some people don't like the idea of something on their skin. You should be able to swim. You should be able to shower with it on. But don't forget, it's got to be on and it may need to be on for a prolonged period of time. For example, a year or a few years. So you really have to like the method that you are using. But the downside is that anytime there is two medications combined together, for example, in the combi patch, it only comes in one dose and I can cannot tweak it. Now, this is maybe leading you to ask, when would I want to tweak your medications? Well, I mostly want to do this if someone is having bleeding as a side effect of starting hormone replacement therapy, that can be common. And the reason this can happen, there's actually several, but if it's a hormonal issue, it's usually either because I'm giving you too much estrogen or I'm not giving you enough progesterone. So if I have those doses separated, I can tweak them very easily. For example, if you're taking two oral medications, I can increase one dose, decrease the other dose, bam, we're done. But if you're taking them in the patch, I can't tweak them very easily, so it can make it a little cumbersome. But if this works for you perfectly, you have no bleeding, you have no side effects from the hormones, you have no breast tenderness, and you're doing great, boom, you've got your estrogen progesterone in your patch, and you don't have to think about it at all. Another way you can use progesterone is a progesterone-releasing IUD. Most commonly, we think about the Mirena, but this could also be the Kylena or the Skyla or the Liletta. These are all progesterone-releasing IUDs. In fact, the only one that's really not is the Paragard. So if you have a Paragard, this will not work, or if you want a Paragard, this will not work. But a progestin-releasing IUD is an excellent option to consider as a method of progesterone and for numerous reasons. The first reason I really love using IUDs for the progesterone component is because then you have one less systemic medication and that can be very nice, particularly because if you remember I said the good stuff comes from the estrogen and the main reason to take the progesterone is just to protect your intact uterus. So if you're taking a progesterone releasing IUD, that IUD is going to release progesterone locally just to your uterus. And this can be very advantageous because this local release of progesterone also decreases menstrual bleeding and it is protecting your uterus by delivering the progesterone right where you need it. It's kind of genius, but a lot of the times, either clinicians, physicians, or women in general, we think about the IUD as contraception. And you might be saying, well, I don't need it. I don't need it for contraception. My husband had a vasectomy. My partner had a vasectomy. Uh, or, you know, I haven't had a period in two years. So why would I put an IUD in? I don't need birth control because it's an excellent form of progesterone if you're taking 
estrogen. Whether it's a patch, whether it's the pill, doesn't matter. The IUD is a great counterbalance of that progesterone to protect your intact uterus. Now I'm going to tell you a little secret. If you're listening this far, this is what I will do when I go into menopause. I will use a progesterone releasing IUD. And the reason I would do that, and I also want to use this as a teaching example, is because many people think that this may be the absolute safest way to take hormone therapy in terms of breast health. And this is because if you've listened to my other podcasts, for example, listen to the one on the Women's Health Initiative, or it's called the WHI. But from that huge study, we know that women who took estrogen only, meaning they didn't take any form of progesterone and they had a hysterectomy, that's the only way they could do that, actually had statistically significant reductions in breast cancer cancer. Therefore, going against the idea that estrogen, estrogen itself is going to cause or give you breast cancer if you take it postmenopausally. I have a great YouTube video on this exact topic, and my YouTube channel is Health by Heather Hirsch, and I just uploaded it in April, all about why I do not think that hormone therapy in particular, is going to increase your risk for breast cancer really above baseline. But in particular, women who took estrogen only had reductions in breast cancer. So you can't do that if you have an intact uterus. It's not a good idea to counterbalance that by giving you an increase for uterine cancer, right? So you still have to protect your uterus. But many menopause experts, and myself included, wonder and think that it makes a lot of sense that if we're giving you a progesterone locally, just to the uterus, that's what local means, and not using that systemic progesterone, that we may be mimicking that estrogen only arm or that estrogen only effect because your systemic, your whole body is only releasing the estrogen and therefore decrease your risk for breast cancer even further um, from what's uh, pretty much baseline actually um, when you take estrogen and progesterone. The other great thing about it is you're not going to have any bleeding as a side effect from your hormone therapy. So many people message me And they'll say, I started my hormone therapy and I'm bleeding. Why am I bleeding? Oh my gosh, should I stop it? This is unacceptable. And all of those reasons are very valid to be frustrated that you're bleeding. Being in menopause, the only good thing is not having any bleeding, right? But an IUD can really decrease the menstrual bleeding. And then it's my job to also monitor for signs, lab work, and symptoms that I need to maybe adjust them. But again, it's going to keep you from having bleeding. And also in the perimenopausal phase, when you are in perimenopause and you're having all this wonky or erratic or sporadic bleeding, an IUD can decrease that flow tremendously. And it is a wonderful option. The IUD has also been shown to decrease the risk of uterine cancer. And again, that's because it's releasing progesterone right to where you need it. So in my opinion, it's pretty genius. What are the downsides of having an IUD? Well, you have to have it placed, which really is a short five-minute procedure. Sometimes it can be a little bit uncomfortable or crampy. Every once in a while, it can be difficult to put an IUD in, particularly if you've had any tears or any significant trauma at delivery, or if you've never had a baby, but none of those things should preclude you from having an IUD, you know, attempted to be placed. And then sometimes people will notice that the IUD is bothering them. They can feel it or it feels like it's pinching, in which case I usually find that it is malpositioned. And it means that 
whoever put it in, a little bit of it got into your cervix. Now your uterus has no nerve endings, so your uterus can't feel an IUD, but if it is in the cervix or a little part of it is, that's going to be a noxious stimuli and you are going to feel that and you are not going to like it. But if you have your IUD placed correctly, you should never know that it's there. Hopefully your periods become light or non-existent. And the only reason you should know it's there is because intellectually you remember going to the office and having it placed. But an IUD is a great way to use progesterone and probably what I will do. You can also use progesterone vaginally. So there are vaginal suppositories of progesterone. It's just a very infrequently used method because you have to use the suppositories nightly. They're messy and really nobody loves this option, but it is still an option nonetheless. There was a medication on the market as well called Duave that has not been available for several months. And this has been very troublesome for some of my patients who really liked Duave. So let me tell you a little bit about Duave. That's a, the, its brand name. And it's a combination of two medications, conjugated equine estrogen and basidoxaphene. Basidoxaphene is a serum. And so it acts like estrogen in some tissues and it acts unlike estrogen in other tissues. And the basidoxaphene is what replaced the traditional progesterone. And that's because the basidoxaphene was protecting the uterus. And so for some women who didn't tolerate the progesterone either orally or they really didn't want to use an IUD, which again is absolutely fine. You do not have to do just what I'm going to do. It, it really shouldn't be that way. It should be what works for you, not what works for me. But this was a really nice option for anyone who didn't tolerate some of the other progestins like micronized natural progesterone, which I used a lot, um, levonorgestrel, or um, what's in some of the uh, compounded like medoxyprogesterone acetate or megase or some of the man-made types of progesterones, Duave was a really nice option. But I don't want to get into it too much because it has not been available for a really long time, which has made some of us a little weary that it might not come back. Now, more on this, especially if you're a Duave fan and it was such a nice option for you. As soon as I hear anything, I promise I'll let y'all know. Now, next, we're going to get into some of the things that I don't want you to do with progesterone. But before we do, I want to give you just a couple of fun updates. So thank you guys so much for being a listener of this podcast. If you've gotten to this far in the podcast, you are a diehard Heather Hirsch podcast fan. And I thank you so much. If you guys have the time to leave a star or some reviews on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast, that would be so helpful. I also have gotten a few of my podcasts transcribed. Yay. And they're on my uh, blog, which is heatherhirschmd.com. Just head right there and you'll see blog. And there is a few that are up. So you can easily send them to people who, if they like prefer reading over listening, that is something that I'm working on as well. And there's also another little secret project that I have. If you go to one of my new websites, go to menopausemember.com. You can put in your email to see what's coming up there, but there's some really exciting stuff. And once I have enough people signed up, I am going to tell you a lot more about what that is, but just some fun stuff on the horizon that I can't wait to work on a little bit more. Probably once I get a little bit more sleep, but 
I'm really excited for you guys to be on this journey with me. And thank you so much for listening to the show and for all of your support across all of my platforms. Oh, and one more thing. I joined TikTok. Okay, I'm going to go off into TikTok tantrum here for like one second, but I have been totally resistant to even downloading the TikTok app for like forever. Like it was started to get very popular during the pandemic because um, people had little to do but dance around and put up TikToks. But it is a really fun platform. It is so hilarious to see people dancing. It's really lighthearted. I feel like people are very themselves and it's very, very entertaining. So I'm at Heather Hirsch MD and I will be putting up some TikToks if you want to head over to TikTok to see what kind of stuff I'm doing. I'm not really dancing. I'm I'm shimmying. I'm shimmying. More shimmying than dancing. Okay, on to what are the progesterone no-nos? Well, the biggest progesterone no-no is using a cream of progesterone. These are usually gotten from compounding pharmacies because there is no FDA-approved progesterone cream on the market. And that is because really, truly, truly, progesterone does not get absorbed through the skin very well in those creams. And so there is a fear that you are getting too much estrogen and not enough progesterone if you're using a progesterone in a cream as a way to balance the estrogen to avoid uterine cancer. So this is a very common for anyone who is on compounded non-FDA approved hormone therapy. You do not want to use progesterone cream. I get this question all the time where I get women asking me if their cream is FDA approved. And I'm just going to really tell you very simply, if it's compounded, if it's a cream, it is 100% not FDA approved. The only FDA approved progesterones are the ones we've already gone through, which is orally. The two that are in the patches, the Climera Pro patch and the Combi patch, using an a progesterone releasing IUD, which has progesterone in it, or the progesterone suppositories. There is no progesterone cream that is FDA approved. So you have to use one of those methods or it's not FDA approved and you are increasing your risk for uterine cancer tremendously. And I say this wholeheartedly. I have seen many people um, with increased uh, risk for uterine cancer and then find uterine hyperplasia, the precancer, or uterine cancer. So if you are using a progesterone cream, you're going to want to get off it. You're going to want to make sure that you talk to your doctor about using FDA-approved hormone therapy only. Over on my YouTube channel, Health by Heather Hirsch, I did do a recent video on how to find a good menopause doctor and walked you through how to actually use the NAMS website. NAMS stands for the North American Menopause Society and the ISHWISH website, the International Society for the Study of Women's Sexual Health, to find a physician who is going to give you FDA-approved hormone therapy. If you have been using a progesterone cream, I highly recommend you get an ultrasound. And I want to evaluate the lining of your intact uterus um, to see if you're at increased risk. And if you are, then I'm going to want to do a quick biopsy to rule out any type of hyperplasia. Certainly, if you've had any postmenopausal bleeding with using a progesterone cream, then definitely you're going to want to let your doctor know and you definitely need an ultrasound. Now, again, any type of bleeding on postmenopausal hormone therapy in the first couple of months when you first started is 
normal. That's because your body is adjusting to the new hormones and your uterus is trying to respond. Or for some women, they actually can ovulate again because those hormones have sort of awakened that last egg or that last, that last little hurrah and you can have a period. But if my patients are having continued bleeding after making adjustments, then I would definitely want to do an ultrasound because you never want to miss postmenopausal bleeding that could be a sign or a clue of uterine cancer and mistake it for just having um, an imbalance of hormones. But a good detailed history of how you've been taking your hormones is going to help what the progesterone route is. All of those things can really help. So I hope this was really helpful. Again, I wanted to cover who needs to take progesterone. And the quick answer to that is anyone who's taking estrogen who has an intact uterus. And no, you do not need to take progesterone if you're taking estrogen and you don't have a uterus. Number two, how can you take it? Well, the FDA approved options are orally, either every single night or cycled days one through 12. You can use a progesterone that is in the patch and the two that are FDA approved is the Climera Pro and the Combi Patch. You can use a progesterone releasing IUD and that's pretty much every IUD on the market except for the Paragard. And you can also use a progesterone suppository, which is nightly. What are the things to look for and what are the dangers? Any type of progesterone cream. Now, what if you're using a progesterone cream, but you're not using estrogen? Well, that's fine. The only thing it's probably hurting is your wallet. Because I just want to say, and I know I really really don't want to hurt your feelings, but remember all the good stuff comes from estrogen. So if someone is selling you a progesterone cream or you're buying a progesterone cream on Amazon, it is probably not doing anything but placebo. All right, guys, that's everything I have on all you need to know about progesterone. I hope this was helpful. Thank you so much for sticking with tired old me as I record this podcast. I'm so happy to have you as a part of the community. Remember to check out my website, Heather Hirsch MD, and check out the new blog page and check out menopausemember.com and you can sign up with your email if you are interested to know what that is going to be about. Thank you guys so, so much. Have a wonderful rest of your day or evening. And I promise to see y'all next week. Bye everyone.